Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They're playing really well. I think Phillips is playing at a high level right now. Obviously, been trading for a guy like Bradley Chubb, who's you know one of the premier pass rushers in the league. Their safety, number eight, Holland, is uh, flying around. He makes a lot of plays. He's their captain makes all their calls for them and he's he's flying around he's a he's a heck of a young talent welcome in our three sports talk saturday Derek kramer kyle powell here with you at the amherst studios right here on wgr and now joining us on the west Sur hotline to talk some more bills we have espn's elena gensenberg on with us here elena it's Derek and kyle how are you today well, I'm good. It's snowing, obviously, so it adds something else to it, but I'm good. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> of course. And, uh, Elena, of course, the Bills with the Dolphins today, this one obviously being the marquee matchup of this evening, according to the NFL, as they moved this to the night uh, for Saturday. Obviously, stakes are high in this one. The Bills need to maintain their one seed. They need to maintain control of the AFC East. And um, it's going to be a snowy one. So what's the vibe looking like around the locker room as uh, as this game is about to get underway today? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of kind of what you would expect. I mean, it was a lot of confidence. It's a lot of, you know, obviously when it comes to the snow factor, it's like, yeah, it's not the first time and <laughs> that kind of vibe. And I, I don't think it's a lot of they remember that they lost in Miami. I think that was not like something that's forgotten, but the Bills are, have been in big games. They know what this is like. I don't think this is so daunting at this point, especially with they're on a four-game winning streak. It doesn't hurt. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it, and I don't think they forget that they lost to the Dolphins in Miami, and I'm sure that's going to be in their mind, but I think they're going into this game with a ton of confidence. Uh, Elena, so one of the big things here entering this game is more or less going to be this team doesn't really, uh, like any team would, do the best when it comes to the bad element games. Uh, But this run game has been almost a bit reformed throughout the middle course of this season. How much do you think they're going to end up relying on Devin Singletary and James Cook in this one against Miami this evening? So it's going to be really interesting because the last I heard was like it's not actually supposed to be snowing like so, so, so much during the game. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, I do think like in general, let's say it was perfect conditions, like getting the running game going and doing like you just referenced when they've had that bit where it's like you think back to that New England game when it was just working and other times the season when they got the run game going, it makes such a difference for this offense. And that's obvious. We've seen it. So 
I think it, they should rely on it, even if, like I said, if it was sunny and 75, I think they need to work on getting that run game going consistently. They won't have Ryan Bates tonight, which I think, you know, is interesting. It's not going to be that starting five that we've seen most of this season, so it's something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, I think they need to get the running game going. I think they need to get James Cook more involved in the offense as a whole, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of that tonight. Elena, you did make mention of Ryan Bates not being in there. Practice, practice where, uh, I can talk. I get paid to talk. Uh, <laughs> practice reps-wise, who have we? Uh, who are we really seeing getting more of the reps at the guard position throughout the week? Yeah, I mean, they subbed in. Greg, Obviously, Greg Van Roten subbed in there, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's him. Um, but they might move some guys around. You know, they've – I think it's – yeah. Greg Van Roten came in for him, so I think that's a pretty good sign of what's to come. But – they can move things around and obviously like that's worked though he subbed in for a couple guys this year so I think there's confidence there um when it comes to that but also I mean I think having we haven't talked about it enough in my opinion that Deion Dawkins had a high ankle sprain and he only missed one game and like he's just playing now and how important that is for these guys up front so that too like don't take that for granted that he's out there playing after suffering a high ankle sprain not even that long ago yeah, and you mentioned with Deion Dawkins, obviously he is going to have his hands full uh, today with a Miami pass rush. That does have a pretty solid rotation there. Uh, what's it going to take? Do you think they might need some extra protection uh, on the offensive line, given the condition Dawkins may still be dealing with and uh, without Ryan Bates there today? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll need it in general because that time this year this offensive line has not been great. Uh, I don't know if that's generous or, but they, they've had problems this year. It hasn't been perfect. I mean, I think they've been playing better as of late, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a good bit um, of uh, Bobby Hart coming in here, that, that he's coming in a lot lately to help to have that extra guy in there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do that at all. So of course, obviously with this offense, having Dealing, haven't been dealing with a couple of bumps uh, as of late, particularly in the red zone, uh, that being a huge focus for this game. I look back at that week three, and I see that that was one of their worst performances from 20 yards and in. Uh, what do you think it's going to take when it comes to getting the red zone fixed up a little bit in this game, and more importantly, going forward, the addition of Cole Beasley and what that could mean for their red zone offense? Yeah, I mean, I think it's clear they brought him in for a reason, right? You don't just add the guy who was second on the team in receptions last year and just plan not to use him as this season comes to an end. But I think he can help in a big way because they need that guy. And Brandon Bean talked about it this week. It's that middle of the field when things kind of break down. And Josh even talked about it, that Cole sometimes can, like, see how things are breaking down and adjust and that he's a huge help in that way. And they don't necessarily have that. And I think when plays are breaking down, Josh needs guys who can get open in the middle of the field and extend plays and all of that. And I think we've seen a lack of that at times this year. So I think Cole can help in that way whenever he does play. But I think in general, this offense has to do a better job of, I mean, we've seen it. They were, what, they convert two third downs last week? Like, they, I guess against a good just defense, it's important to keep in mind, but they have to find ways to, not get in those situations where they're able to extend drives, have that success in the red zone, and they're well aware of it. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they're, if they're able to correct it, if it's, can Cole Beasley make a difference when he does play? It, can they do it without him? It's clearly a weakness of this offense. So it's 
something to keep an eye on. Elena, it's Kyle. This is the first time we'll be talking, so nice to talk to you. It's, <laughs> you I'm going to say that to everybody today. I haven't talked to anybody. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like you haven't guests. been in a studio in a while. <laughs> um, I have. A, I just had a brief follow up on the Cole Beasley thing because um, obviously there's tons of familiar, familiarity. Not with the coordinator. He's going to be jumping back in. Obviously, there's been a change. But personnel-wise on the offense, I mean, a lot of us anticipated a, a, a quick up-to-speed kind of thing for Cole Beasley. It doesn't sound like you have a good idea yet of how much we'll see him tonight, but do you have like a guesstimation on what type of role he'll play, if at all, um, at 8-15 tonight? Um, I mean, I think we're going to have to see. I think an important thing to keep in mind with the Cole Beasley situation is there's four games left. They have pre- three practice squad elevations they can do. So when they use him will be very interesting. Um, as you said, it is a new offensive coordinator. So uh, a lot of this, it hasn't like stuff hasn't changed drastically, but there is a learning curve there. They seem pretty comfortable if he does have to play to go out there. But I mean, again, this guy, they didn't even work. Him. It's, it's wild. They didn't work him out. He has not been playing football. And so like, I, I think we should all keep our expectations in check too. Like there is going to be like, a curve that comes in here just because he hasn't played football in two months. So like, I think there's that component to it too, but in terms of familiarity and getting on page with the offense, like he was in the system for too long and it hasn't changed enough that I think that's much of a concern. Olena Gensenberg of ESPN on the West her hotline with us on sports talk Saturday. Olena, of course, uh, one of the things that seems to be steadying up a little bit and it may just be the uh, quality of offenses that they faced is this Bills defense has kind of gotten back to being able to slow things down against Miami they didn't have Jordan Poyer and obviously having the all pro safety is going to help them here uh, when they take on the Dolphins tonight so my question here would be overall the Bills health heading in here with the defense and how they can make sure to make this game a little bit more miserable for Tua and company yeah, the other component, too, is Trey's playing in this game. Um, and I think we've talked a lot about, like, that that number two cornerback position has been such a problem that, like, they keep rotating, they can't figure out who they want there, and they've pretty much, Sean McDermott said this week, that, like, yeah, we'd love to have a guy there consistently, but right now we don't. So having Tredavious White in this game, too, is obviously different than the first time they played. Um, and... I mean, Matt Milano was dealing with a knee injury, but he's playing. So I think overall this is a healthy Bills defense compared to what it could be. Obviously, no Jordan Phillips, no Von Miller, but the secondary is healthier than when they played um, the Dolphins the first time, and I think that can make a huge difference. Um, I don't think you can underestimate. I mean, they missed Micah Hyde, but like not having either of them back there is huge for this defense. So having Jordan Poyer against what we know to be really good wide receivers, is, I think it's going to be huge tonight. But that number two cornerback position is still a concern, and that to me is something to watch in this matchup. You mentioned the number two corner, and I do want to go a little further into that one as the struggles of Dane Jackson have been highlighted over these past several weeks. Uh, it's a little surprising that we'd seen Kyrie Elam get healthy scratched for a game and then not see any snaps defensively last week. Uh is there any sort of uh, issue going on with Elam? Is he still recovering from injury that the team isn't saying anything? Um, what is it with the Bills' first-round rookie that he's not getting a lot of run as CB2 right now? Yeah, it's, I think it's a combination of things right now. And it's also like they're clearly, I mean, they're trying things out for so that they can figure it out. I mean, we saw Xavier Rhodes play a ton of snaps against New England, and then he was inactive 
last week. And then it was Dane Jackson. So what they're clearly, they're trying different situations out. They want to try everything and figure out what works because Kyrie Elam's still adjusting to the defense. There's a lot that goes into being a first round pick and expectations and all of that. Um, Don't get the sense it's much of the injury as much, but they're, you know, they're trying it out. They're trying different combinations. They don't want to put Kyrie out there if they don't think he's going to be, you know, the best option. So they're trying Xavier Rhodes, trying Dean Jackson. And I thought Dean Jackson got a lot of heat for what it was. Obviously, it wasn't his best game, and they're trying different things out at the quarterback position. But there was a lot of there was a lot of heat for that, and I think maybe a little excessively. And this defense is very good, and they're still figuring out that cornerback two position, but I wouldn't be like so, so alarmed. I think we need to wait and see how this goes with Kyrie, um, because I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more opportunities before the season ends. I would expect a game like this too, where uh, we saw the chargers doing a little bit of a bump in uh, a little, lot of, a lot more physicality of bump and man coverage, having Tredavious white back and having Kyrie Elam. Is that something that maybe the bills uh, play off of here to try to frustrate Miami? Totally. Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to learn from that. I mean, more man, what, you know, what works best. I mean, Tua struggles as of late. They are going to be well aware of. Um, it's not like Leslie Frazier's not watching the last two games and taking excessive notes at what frustrated Tua. So I think that'll absolutely come into account. And having, I mean, I think having Tredavious White, and like obviously he's not playing at all pro level Tredavious White yet, that would be that's not possible when you're coming back from the injury he is. But I think they can use him in different ways. Um, and as I said, having Jordan Poyer back there also gives so much more flexibility to this defense, and they'll take full advantage of what Tua has been struggling with lately. Uh, finally, Elena, there's one more part on the defense that I want to bring up, and that is without Von Miller, there has to be someone that's been able to step up, and that guy for most of this year, even when Miller has been there, it's been the emergence of Greg Rousseau uh, as one of the uh, better pass rushers on this roster. How have you seen uh, his second year and uh, and the jump that he's been able to make? Yeah, I think it's pretty nuts. I like it's been I've been blown away with how, especially you know, Greg Rousseau missed a couple games there. Um, I think it was three with an ankle injury, and then he's come back and these games without Von Miller. I thought I mean he's played so well. He looks like you said, like the guy who's stepping up um, in Vaughn's place in a, in a huge way. Um, I think he's taking such a, such a step forward. Actually, asked Leslie Frazier this week, like, what behind the scenes, like, what steps have you seen Greg taking? And he noted that, like, like behind the scenes, he's doing a much better job of like taking notes and adjusting himself and being that guy behind the scenes in the classroom and all of that. So I think we're seeing that on the field now. He's taking that step forward. And they needed him to in a big way, obviously. Um, and I, I think it's huge for this defense. And AJ Epinesa has had, you know, some success lately, and Shaq Lawson even. I mean, so I think the way that those three have been playing, led by Greg, has kind of masked at up to this point Von Miller's absence. But the consistency there, like that carrying on, is going to be really interesting to watch. Alina Getzenberg of ESPN joining us here on the West Her Hotline. Uh, Elena, I lied. I have another question uh, with the defensive core, and it's more or less, um, this is more of something that I've always seen as a projection, not one that, you know, is an immediate thing that needs to be talked about, but it's always a curiosity, and that is, um, 
I keep saying the line that I'm going to end up missing Tremaine Edmonds when he's gone. The thing is, is that now he's playing a career season right in time for a new contract. Given the Bills cap situation and his emergence this season, uh, do you think the Bills will be able to retain him uh, going forward? I mean, I think they can. I think it's going to come down to some decisions that have to be made. I mean, we're also talking about Jordan Poyer is about to be a free agent. like, And they that's a position that they have to figure out how they'll fill. I don't think that's on the roster. So there's a number of positions like that that I think will be interesting to see how they take care of. They certainly, Tremaine Edmonds is a, they can. Um, I think it depends. It's partly going to depend on how much Tremaine would like. And uh, as you said, after this kind of season, he can get a good amount. So will they be able to get to a point where they both agree on? I think that's what's to be seen. It certainly could work, but I think it depends what the Bills also feel like they're going to have to address this offseason. Elena, what are uh, you mentioned one of the big keys uh, with this game already, focusing on the cornerback two position. Uh, what are some of the other elements that you're really looking forward to in this game tonight? Yeah, kind of what we had talked about before, like can they run the ball? <laughs> like, can, Is James Cook going to be involved in this game? I think that's going to be very interesting. Um, I think last time they played Miami, the past, the Bills ran so many plays. Like, I think we kind of blocked that out because of, like, the loss and all that. It was There was so much offense from the Bills, and it was, like, not clicking, and they were not able to score points consistently. So I think how they're able – how this offense is able to take a step forward against this defense will be interesting to me. And like I said, getting James Cook involved, getting Devin Singletary involved, I think that's going to be important tonight, especially – given the lovely conditions we have. And then, like I had said, can they make – I think we had talked about Greg Rousseau. Can they make too uncomfortable? Um, how's that going to look? So, to me, I think it's the running game, and then how do those guys, the, that defensive line do up front, can they keep the success they've had going? You mentioned the amount of plays from that last game, and I, I went ahead and looked back at it. And uh, time of possession was 40 minutes to 20, which is almost rarely seen in the NFL, and let alone in a loss. So, uh, yeah, you made mention of that where, uh, yeah, the time of possession and how many plays that they ended up running in that scorching heat uh, did eventually take its toll and was one of the many reasons they lost that game. Uh, so... Elena, I do think, though, that, again, pass rush will be huge tonight, as you'd made mention. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to uh, keep Tua uncomfortable like he typically has been in most games. Elena, I wish you a safe drive-in if you're not already there. Uh, obviously, I, it's not going to be as clear as it is here in Amherst. I'm looking at pavement. That's uh, a refreshing change, not to brag. But... Uh, <laughs> But obviously, drive safe when you get in there, and uh, hopefully, you have a good evening covering the game tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm about to make the. I'm getting myself all mentally prepared to make the drive, so I appreciate it. And hopefully, everyone stays safe and warm. All right, Elena, you have a safe drive there and back, of course. And thank you for joining us tonight mm-hmm. or today. Thank, thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.